Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic book Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter, Ella Plum Rowland. And together we uh, we get we get to it, I guess. Do we get to it? I guess. All right. Well, we just, you know, we break it down. Sure. We break it down. We uh, we use the comic fairly. We uh, look at it through a somewhat modern... A modern feminist lens. No, no, not a feminist lens. Let's not, let's well, not label you know, it feminist. While there is nothing wrong with feminism, it's uh, it's, it's not my... Uh, I, 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 we don't just look at it in that way. So you are you okay? Um, define okay. Uh, all right. Uh, El Ella Plum today is is sick from school. I was kept home from school, and so my voice isn't amazing. She she came and she's like, "Daddy, I want to stay home. I feel oogie in my tummy." Okay. I also have injured my back a little bit, so that doesn't help either. Right, so she's got all these ailments and afflictions, and she's decided, and we decided it would be best for her to stay home today. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I guess that's it. I guess. Anyway, so I was going to say maybe send you a, 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 a feel better card. Mm. Mm. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Now, last week we did have our special guest, Eric Esquivel, and, um, you know, now that we're a week away from it, and, you know, he he's not here, we can talk about how he really... What we really thought about him. And what, what did you really think about him? He's nice. So did I. I think so, too. <laughs> I think he did a great job. He's very knowledgeable. And, you know, it's nice to have somebody in here who, uh, you know, who, who reads comics more regularly or, you know, reads, I don't know, comics that have been released in the last 10 years. I mean, I, I've done that somewhat. But not really. Like, you not... don't follow it in the same way he does. No, I do not. But um, you know, we had him on, and uh, it was very, it was very good. It was a very good. He he was a nice, it was a nice compliment. And yep. uh, if if you want to uh, give us any feedback on that, of course, you can always uh, tweet us at other pals pod with hashtag other pals pod. I guess maybe I don't know. Probably. So um. But all in all, I think it was a good show. Yep. But then that brings us to this week. Uh, this week, we are at episode 20. 25, where we discuss issue 25. So we are about doing mental math. One-sixth of the way through? Something like that. Something like that. A little that. under one-sixth of the way through. Um, so there's still a lot of zaniness to get involved with. Yes. And there there really is. I can't wait for the Don Rickles episode what? issues. Never mind. Um, you'll, you'll find What's out later. You'll find out later. All right. You hockey puck. We start as we always start. With the cover. And the cover says Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, featuring the day there was no Jimmy Olsen. We now see Jimmy Olsen and he is in front of Superman, Lois, and Perry White. And Jimmy is saying, Superman, don't you recognize me? I'm your pal, Jimmy Olsen. And then Superman says, sorry, kid, I never heard of you. Because that's what he sounds like. He, he doesn't. <laughs> and then Lois. Lois is saying, who's Jimmy Olsen? Because that's what she sounds like. Uh -huh. And then Perry, Perry Perry White says, throw this pest out. That's what I mean, that is more accurate than your impression of Superman. What What would be your impression of Superman? I'm not going to do an impression of Superman. My voice isn't very good at the moment. Would it be like, hello, I'm no. Superman? It would not no. be like that. What if he had like a really high squeaky voice? 
Mm. Sorry, kid. Never heard of you. That would be super baby. Not. No. We not, are not Superman. Dis- we are not discussing any super baby episode. But, 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 but. It's just comic. I think we're getting off track. We always are. Why do you keep getting us off track? Why do I keep getting us off track, yes. Father? Yes. Why? <laughs> All right, next, we have the inside cover. And in the inside cover, we have uh, yet another uh, Workout fitness program. Right, for the Joet Institute. Five books. Right, five books about mighty chests, arms, back, grip, and legs. I love the grip. I don't know why. I don't know why. And, you know, hey, you could be skinny. If you're skinny, you could be not as skinny. But they don't say, hey, you're a big fatso. Yeah, like they never comment on that. They're just like, if you are wire thin, gain some muscle. Right. Not if you're a big fatso. Because this ad isn't geared towards you. Right. Because I guess all teenage boys at this point are skinny little girly men. I doubt that. Anyway. Stop being a skinny weakling like I was. In 10 minutes of fun a day, you can do all I did. Gain 25 pounds of handsome power pack muscles all over. Improve your He-Man looks 1,000%. Win new strength. Win new popularity. I'm not going to read the whole thing because there's a lot of... There's a lot of words. They all very small. They expected you to read a lot then. Yes. And then you could win $100 and uh, this silver trophy. Just a generic silver trophy, basically. For the Jonet Institute. All right. So, next thing. This now brings us to our first story. Would you Would you like, would you care to read the story for us? Sure. Ho- hold on a moment. Is there anything you do? Ladies and gentlemen, coming up to the microphone right now to read our first story. Uh, you know her as one of the hosts of... Superman's other pals. Do they know? Uh, she is a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman, girl. I don't. I don't know. Roller derby. Roller derby enthusiast. Roller derby. She is a percussionist. She would like to read now. She is a friend. She would like to read uh, now. She is a daughter. She would like to be allowed to read. Let read now. Here she comes. Here I am. Coming to read. Already here. Right now. Been here for a while. El Plum Rowland. That is my name. The reader uh-huh. of the intro to the first story of issue 25 of Superman's Pal. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Hey, right. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I was supposed to say that. Now I have to start all over again. He really don't. No, go ahead. <laughs> Are you sure? Are Quite. you ready, El Plum Rowland? Quite. Then please Arrgh. <laughs> take your spot at the microphone. I have been here for a while. Then what are you waiting around for? You to stop commenting. All right. Anytime you want. <laughs> Getting into scrapes is nothing new for the irrepressible Jimmy Olsen, but his dilemma takes the grand prize one day when he becomes handcuffed to a crook. Even worse trouble screws. What? Bruise. Bruise. It's, it's, it's very weird looking. Even worse trouble, Bruise. When the cub reporter's secret Superman signal is answered in an amazing way, and Jimmy Olsen has to solve the secret of the Superman dummies. Here in the opening panel, we see a giant, I guess it's like a Macy's Thanksgiving parade it's style a Macy's balloon. Thanksgiving balloon. Although in Metropolis, I don't think they have Macy's in Metropolis at this time. He's wearing a sign. No, no, no. There's only the one in New York. At this point, there's only the one in New York. All right. So Superman is coming down 
And he's wearing a sign, this balloon. I'm sorry, it's a balloon. It's not actually Superman. It says, to give generously to charity, friends. That is what it says. Because they don't they don't specify. There In Metropolis, there's just the charity. There are no, well, like, think, special, like, it's not about helping kids specifically I or, like, finding. Like you to give it to the charity of your choice. No, no, they don't say charity of your choice. They just say charity. Yeah, but they don't say the charity. That doesn't, it doesn't specify as just a singular charity. But every time they say, every time they, that you see them mentioning charity, they, they don't mention a specific charity. They just say charity. Yeah, but they don't say the charity. That means there could be more than one charity. I don't think so. I think there's just the one. I disagree. Uh, okay, so as we see, uh, the balloon is coming down and uh, Jimmy Olsen is saying, holy cow, now that balloon has answered my Superman signal. None of these Superman proxies can free me from my handcuffs. Why doesn't the real Superman show up? And I, Is that Superman? No, that's not Superman in the background. They're just all these like this like litter. There's of, a broken dummy of, of Superman by his feet with a decapitated right. I, head. I didn't know there were. slightly disturbing, I actually. didn't know that there were so many why wouldn't Superman there be? He's statues. Superman. Well, like, and you know, I guess maybe they got he, maybe he got them from uh, the that Superman land from the last issue. Maybe. All right. So uh, as we start, Jimmy Olsen, he is attending a magic show with Quizzo. Quizzo. His name is Quizzo. I doubt he pronounces that word. Of course, Quizzo is looking for a volunteer, volunteer from the audience. Next so this guy in a purple suit picks Jimmy and says he will need one more volunteer. Right. And then a gentleman in a purple suit volunteers. Right. And so uh, Wizzo says, magic handcuffs. These are magic handcuffs without a lock. There's no key to open them. You'll be chained together for life. But he's like, I, I have a magic word and that'll be that. So uh, apparently this man wants to be handcuffed to Jimmy Olsen. They never say, they don't say why at this time, but there's he's saying, ha ha, they're playing right into my pet, my plan. So just as Wizzo is about to say the magic word to free them, he has, he has a trick flower. Like right. A clown. Okay. Here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, except it's more sinister. He stole the Joker's bit. Ladies and gentlemen, he stole the Joker's bit. If I can bestow any any advice onto the general public. It's don't steal the Joker's bit. No. It's if you ever see a man wearing a flower on his lapel, be wary. Something's going to happen. Unless you are a groomsman at a wedding, either that thing's going to squirt or flash some kind of weird toxic gas or knockout drops or it's going to explode or whatever. Because the only time I've ever seen, you know, okay, so like the only time that you ever see like flowers on people is, you know, when you're a groomsman in movies when somebody's going to meet somebody. Certain formal events. But outside of that, no, no, outside of that, like unless you're going on a blind date and even then be wary, you should just be wary just in general. But just if you ever see anybody with a like a boutonniere, would that be a, that'd be a boutonniere or a flower, any, any flower on their lapel? Just just be careful. No good can come of it. And that's what I'll say to you. Now, if if now a woman could wear a corsage, that's fine because you never see anybody getting a knockout gas from her corsage. Boys are just uncomfortable pinning them. That's always what you see in the movies. Um, we're in our uh, our shed, and in our shed there are spiders, and uh, Ella Plum's a little scared of it. So there, there. So the Wizzo collapses, and uh, the, there happens to be a doctor in the house, and he's like, "Okay, he's gonna be passed out at least for the rest of the day." Right. So this guy is just like, "Oh well, um, I won't be any trouble, Jimmy. I'll just tag along with you for the rest of the day, and you can go about your daily business." Right. And Jimmy's like, "No way, man!" So Jimmy just starts. 
saying magic words at random. All the standard ones. Abracadabra, Open Sesame, Hocus Pocus. Alakazam. Alakazam. Vodakadavra. Walla Walla Washington. Expecto Patronum. I don't think that that is a thing at this point. I don't care. Does that involve spitting? What? (laughs) Expecto Patronum. What do you mean, does it involve spitting? Because to spit is to expectorate. No, it does not involve spitting, Dad. All right. Um. So Jimmy's like, well, I guess if you're, uh, if you're, if I'm going to be uh, tied to you, I want you're just gonna have to come with me. And he's like, okay. Right. Well, actually, first he says, hey, we should go find a locksmith. And the guy is like, and damage these precious handcuffs that are one of a kind. Are you crazy? Right. And he says that his name is Er John Croft. Another thing. John Croft. Whenever you're going to ask somebody's name, they if they have don't to hesitate, if they go er um uh, be wary. But what what if I'm deciding between giving someone my regular name and my real name? Well, that's why I say be wary, not just run or anything. <laughs> just be on your guard a little bit. If I can't decide myself as Ella or Ella Plum, right? So the guy is like, "This is right into my plan," but you know, we still don't really know what what that plan, plan is. is yet. So, as this is happening, a fire, they pass by a fire in an apartment building, because apparently... Not an apartment building. It is a fireworks warehouse. Oh, God. So, there is a fireworks warehouse, and so uh, Jimmy Olsen, of course, flicks his his, uh, his signal to call Superman. This is a completely legitimate use of the super signal. This it's is, not like... This is not, I need random house chores done. Exactly. Not like, oh, yes, I can't reach the top shelf. I can't open the jar of mayonnaise. Right. So then to the rescue, we don't see Superman, but we a... see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade blue. As mentioned in the first, as mentioned in in the first panel, and in somewhere in the background, we see Superman saying uh, he was toting that blue balloon around town instead of answering Jimmy's signal in person. And he knows that Jimmy will know what to do, which apparently is take out your pocket knife and chuck it at a giant balloon. He is deadly accurate with that pocket knife, by I the mean, way. I mean, it is a really large target. But sti- No, but if you see in the next frame, it he does... manages to pierce him right in the mouth so it looks like he's blowing super breath. I don't know. So you can't just do that. So um, they're like, hey, we're saved. Oh, we forgot to mention the crook's name. Right. So what we find out is... His name is Angles Anson, or something along the lines of that. I think it is exactly that. My father is verifying that I am right. No, I'm, I know that that's what his name is, but I don't know at what point they actually find that out. When he first introduces himself. No, he says his name is Er... Oh, I'm sorry, in the in the uh, the narration. So they're like, it's John Croft, alias Angles... Angles Anson, which we all know. Alliteration. Therefore. Evil. That's right. That's why. You know, I bet that, that I wonder if that's like a thing. Because, you know, Marvel Comics, a lot of the Marvel people have alliterative names. Deadpool's not necessarily a hero nor a villain, and he has an alliterative name. What's his liter- alliterative name? His name's Wade Wilson. What? Wade Wilson. All right, whatever. What? I'm not a Deadpool. No. You know, Peter Parker. Um, There are others. <laughs> I love how just straight up Sue Storm <laughs> names the one Sue Storm many other people <laughs> just trust me Matt Murdock the Punisher <laughs> um so okay Dad Dad yes okay if I'm bad at math are you bad at spelling I don't think so are you bad at <laughs> alphabet <clears throat> okay so you know so once again so Superman's like I can't like I can't help Jimmy I don't know what's happening. They then go and they get lunch. And, and 
J- and Jim- Jimmy is like just like just now continuing to say more because he can't eat with the right hand, so he's becoming like more desperate to be able to eat. He's like Alakazam, Hicks, Hex, Sigma Chi, Sigma Chi. Yeah, which I think is a fraternity. I'm certain it is. And Angles, Angles, alias uh, John Croft, is just like, well, I don't know what it is either, but I'm not going to help him. Exactly. He's like, I don't, I can't, I can't help this boy now. So he, um, he then just there sits there and eats his food and they're like hey we're gonna like my plan's gonna work so so they're walking out and about and they see a car that has flipped onto its side and crashed into a lamppost and jimmy's like oh this is a job for superman right and superman's like i can't do it but wait a mere uh block away there is a special x-ray machine that's surveying children's footwear sure if they have the right size but like that's still a really weird usage you know how we all go to when they not just go to like a store and be like i need my foot measured when we go to you know how we all go to stores and put on shoes try on shoes and but that's what you do when you go to buy shoes like if you have a person help you they measure your foot and then they tell you what size you are and then you get your shoes yeah but you know what they don't why do you need x-rays you don't is the thing (laughs) Like, is this something that happened in the 50s that people were x-raying feet? So Superman's like, hey, can I use this? And everybody's like, of course, they all call the kids. They're like, hey, it's Superman, of course. So, and as a thank you, then does all of the x-raying and, sh- and foot size turn Right. So he then wheels the thing over and he pushes it so that Jimmy Olsen can pick it up. And then Jimmy Olsen uses his x-ray vision to melt. He, he turns it to the highest setting and it melts the car door. Um, this is, I have a question. <laughs> Sure, I think I know what it is. Why do they have such a dangerous thing out in public that they are letting children I don't use? know. I don't know. But the thing is, like... Also, that's, I'm pretty sure that's still not how x-rays work. Well, also, well, it isn't. And we've discussed this on numerous occasions. But the other thing is that why would you need the ability to melt children's feet? <laughs> Why would the extra? This is like when they have cartoons and there's like a low, medium, high, and then like woo, 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 woo. Yes. Look out. Yes. That kind of thing. But like, does the inventor of this hate children? Apparently. Or like, why is there like? This so, makes no sense. So then Jimmy also uses the x-ray, the he Superman turns it x-ray. He back down to safe levels Right, first. so that he can x-ray to make sure that uh, there's bones. There's no bones <laughs> around. That no, bo- no broken bones. <laughs> That all the bro- bones There's are no in. There's no bones. If he has bones, then he must he must be ill. Right. So as he's looking around, uh, uh, Jimmy notices that in in uh, John Croft's uh, pocket, there is a piece of kryptonite. The the X-ray machine notices this. Right. And so uh, Jimmy says, "Hey, the jig is up." And John Croft says, uh, "No, it isn't. No, I've it isn't because I have a gun." And Superman's like, "Yeah, I detected that 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 kryptonite in his pocket from the beginning." Right. And so he then he he looked at the uh, he looked at the mechanism and he saw that it uses sonic waves. So sound waves. So that there is a, an actual like magic word. Magic word. And now that Jimmy is like he's feeling really nervous and so he continues by shouting other magic words like rubble still skin fum at oh. which point angles is just like shut up or i'll shoot you in the face right and so they run into a uh so they figure uh angles feels like he's like all right here's a place that says man of steel exhibit with a personal appearance by the superman 
So he um so they, they so they they go in and they say, Hey, we have this new steel. It's impervious as the man of steel himself. And they're like, Hey, where's Superman? We don't know. And then out of the Superman steel thingamajig pops the actual Superman. It kind of just breaks around him. Right. And then the angle says, I got you at last, Superman. And then as he says Superman. The handcuffs unlock. The handcuffs unlock. Because? Because the it, magician knew that Jimmy was coming that day and planned to make him the, um, the what's it called? The volunteer. And so he made the word Superman. And then Angles holds up the kryptonite rock to uh, to to and starts to weaken Superman. Which and then Jimmy j- grabs and throws no. in the other direction. So Jimmy has a brilliant idea, which is I am going to drag my feet down to the carpet and oh, create yes. a massive static shock instead of grabbing the kryptonite out of his hand <laughs> right. and then yeah. throwing it. Instead like, of like, I feel like that would be easier and safer. Instead of fighting him. And quicker. I'm going to shock him. How fast would you have to shuffle your feet? The amount of electricity <laughs> that you would have to generate in that. Like, you know who could do that? Superman. The Flash. Superman. And maybe The Flash. Probably The Flash, too. But, like, it's insane. It's like, The Flash isn't even here, so, like... And he doesn't have super speed anymore. <laughs> so he shocks him with a little static electricity, which makes him drop the kryptonite. Drop the kryptonite, he and then... then picks it up and throws it. Right, and so then Superman's like, uh, you know, they should honestly just carry around. Like one of them should always just have like a little lead box on them. You would figure, or like a like a, yeah, like and a lead some pouch form or something. Of safety protocol, or like a cloth that had not not like a cloth, but like one of those aprons that they use at the dentist office for X rays. Right, or like Jimmy should always carry like, like a, a lead line version of like that? one of his pockets in his jackets should be like lead lined so that he can always just whenever there's kryptonite, put it in your pocket, be done with it. Your, right, your your best friend isn't going to be mortally wounded. And uh, then Superman said, "Ah, oh, my name's Superman." Ironically, was the the word that 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 sunk him is irony, which is actually a, an example of irony. So very uh, strange, nineteen fifties irony. And then uh, and then Jimmy's like, "I can't believe that I didn't say Superman aloud." And the once the, throughout the entire day, the end. Okay, so uh, the next page we have two ads. One of them stamps stamps. 88 Flags of the World and a Boy Scout Souvenir Sheet, where you can get all kinds of stamps with all kinds of people. So, you know, it's all about the stamps. And then underneath, we have Honey in Hollywood. I'm assuming Honey is the blonde girl with too much red lipstick. Exactly. So, a director. And uh, you can tell he's a director because he has nerdy glasses, a balding head, and a beret. Right. Do you know who that's supposed to be? No. Like that that archetype? The stereotypical director. Eric Von Stroheim. The heck is Eric von Stroh? He was a German director in like the in like the twenties or thirties. Who who made it to Hollywood stereotype? Yes, and he he was a very big director, and he always wore jodhpurs and had a beret. So uh, he's like, hey, we he's like, here's a, a, a screen test for Honey in Hollywood. He's like, you got this scene. You're gonna give him a kiss. You're gonna give our big star a kiss, and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna kiss a big star." Goo goo goo. And uh, and it's a dog. It's a dog. It's Laddie, who Famous I think is supposed dog. to be who's supposed to be Lassie. Yes. You know, Lassie is the dog. Yes. Yes. Because there was a dog named Lassie. Yes. You don't see a lot of Lassie type dogs around anymore. What? <laughs> it was a. I think it was a border collie. You don't see a lot of just dogs. 
in general, except for that one movie, Dog's Purpose. I didn't see that movie. Or what about Dogs vs. Cats? What about that TV show, Downward Dog? There are all these... No. You're, what about the entire Buddy series? Air I, Bud? Okay, I have ignored that series. But those are all talking dogs. Anyway, so which brings us to our next... Brings us to our next thing, which is uh, the trick is to treat all the weird world's children. The so, world's. So we have, uh, we have Busy. Or is it Buzzy? Buzz? I think it's Buzzy. Buzzy. So Buzzy... It's Halloween, and Buzzy is getting ready to go out, and then his friend... Allergy, who's back to having the enormous bow tie. Looks like an... It just looks like a bat landed on his neck. So Buzzy looks at his friend Allergy and Allergy's friend and is like, hey... You guys aren't going trick-or-treating? He's like, it's too early to go trick-or-treating. Like, why are you... Like, it's like days... It's it's, it's two days away. What? Why? What why? are you doing? And then Allergy's like, you know, we're just trying on our costumes. But they say we can't go out because they say we'll get in trouble. And... Gee, I wonder where that thought came from. Buzzy then says, hey, I got an idea that'll change their mind. So what they say is... The mayor had just announced that Halloween is the official UNICEF day of that town. So that the trick-or-treaters will go around and instead of getting candy, they will actually collect money from other people. Or do you think they do both? They might do both. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to say that 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 would would piss kids off (laughs) in the worst way. They're like, no, no, you can't get here. You can't get candy. You have to go collect money from people and not keep it. Yeah, that's not a good sell. No. So, um, but Buzzy's like, hey, you know, this is what your this is what your money will buy. One cent is a vaccine to protect a child against tuberculosis. Five cents, penicillin to cure a child of yaws, a crippling tropical disease. And ten cents will get fifty glasses of milk. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, uh, so then, a glass of milk is a fifth of a cent. Yes. Yes. I'm going to guess that that's an eight ounce glass. So, uh, you know, so then there's a big party, and Allergy's like, "Hey, this is some party," and Buzzy's like, "Hey, you guys deserve it. You did a great job for UNICEF." Published as a public service announcement in cooperation with the National Social Social Welfare Assembly, a coordinating organization for national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S. Okay. Brings us to our second story, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Coming up to the microphone, Gary Rowland, (laughs) other host of Superman's other pals, father, roller derby announcer, brother, roller derby announcer, fake magic maker. This is also... And here we go. Everyone knows that before Superman came to live in Metropolis, he spent his use in the town of Smallville, performing feats as Superboy. Now, due to an amazing chain of circumstances... Cub reporter Jimmy Olsen acquires superpowers and gets a chance to follow in Superboy's footsteps. But history does not repeat itself when Jimmy becomes the second Superboy. And so we have a picture here. And there's a a guy. I'm going to guess it's Jimmy Olsen. But you don't really know because he has Superman colored hair and a basically Superman suit. But instead of it being blue and red, this is uh, purple and green. I wouldn't call that purple like Hulk colors. I wonder. What would you call that? Magenta? Okay, so a magenta and green suit. So Jimmy's at the uh, Daily Planet, chilling at the at the Daily Planet, and then suddenly one of... The crazy scientists. That plague Metropolis, but not a new one. The same one who made him the... The cosmic brain. The, the 
cosmic stupid head. Right. No, no, he saved the planet by putting uh, dirt at he, the bottom of the planet act, so that it would... He acted like a stupid head. Well, sure, he was very smart. Uh, so so uh, the guy is saying, hey, I've got, I got a space missile. And you're going to test We're going to test flight you to Mars. And there was no agreement signed or reached. He just kind of grabbed him by the arm and was like, you're coming with me. And Jimmy's like, Jimmy's like, I didn't sign up for that, but I will check it out for a story. And so Superman is then, as they, as they walk, they say Superman's giving a free ride to the movie theater that is showing a special Superboy film. And all the proceeds go to charity. charity. Again, uh, no, no specification. Could be a different charity than last time. Doubt it. Um, so, uh, so then he says, you know, I wish I could be Superboy. And then, uh, the guy, the, 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 the professor says that, um, you know, as everyone knows, Superman came from Krypton with powers. And he's like, if you go to this planet, this planet called Dorth. Yep, because that's not a stupid name. Um, he goes that he's going to send him to a planet. This planet is called Dorth, not Mars anymore. Now it's Dorth. And that when he gets to Dorth, uh, he will have superpowers. I imagine that he would have a warmer welcome on Mars than on this Dorth. You would think. Um, but so he decides, hey, I'm going to get in this. Uh, I'm going to get in this spaceship. I'm going to fly to Dorth, and the the guy fits him with a tiny hearing aid that is an electronic translator. There's the invention, by the way. It's a Babelfish. Right, but there's the invention. Why doesn't he just patent that and sell that as the universal translator? I don't know. So because he's a crazy scientist and common sense logic doesn't really apply to him. So you find out that he's only there for three days. Alright. That's not too bad. So he lands on Dorth. Wait, three Earth days or three of these Dorth? Not specified. Days. So not so basically they're like, you know, when remember when Superman when Super when Clark Kent, alias Superman, um, landed and was adopted by the uh by the those by people? the Kents. Yes. And there's like and so instead of that happening He gets ignored. Right. By passing motorists. Right. Uh you know, t- uh, two people go in their their spot pod and she goes, uh, did you hear a groan, Theo? And then the girl goes, No, it was only a wild bird. Let's go. We're being late for our dinner date. What are all these birds doing? in the 1950s i don't know lots of wild birds maybe i don't know maybe dorth is plagued by wild birds we have no idea so then he's about to be crushed by a boulder and then smashes it so you find out he has he really does he has superpowers and so he thinks all right i'll go to the police and i will say that i'm here to help them for three days well the police don't know what earth is and they're all robots by the way right they don't know what earth is and apparently on this dorth planet you are required to wear identification of some sort at all times and so they threw him in jail for not having proper identification so he then is like he's thrown into jail and he's like to heck with this so he busts out of jail and while he's escaping some strangers like over here i can hide you but they have now called him super youth yes one of the robots is calling all robots capture outlaw who broke jet who broke jail alias super youth oh yeah that's what he introduced himself to as the uh, as to the police force so jimmy busts out to uh clear his name i guess just to escape where he meets a guy who takes him in. This guy looks human. Most of these people look human. It's just right. the police. Just the police are robots. robots. Do you think they have a uh, Irish accent? The robots. Why would they have Irish? <laughs> because accents? stereotypically, children have a uh, uh, police officers have a. Uh, uh, Irish accents. Anyway, Why? so because it all comes back to New York Why? in the New York um, 
the New York Police Department employed a lot of Irish because there were height restrictions. You had to be above a certain height, and a lot of the Irish made that height, and they were also friends with each other. So, so you know. there weren't, there wasn't a lot of infighting. Correct. So, so he's basically like, "I will take you in." Sorry, the dog is. So it seems that uh, here on Dorth, Superman's costume is basically common wear. It's it's everybody's it's kids' school uniforms. And so he's like, "All right, take this and hide your black hair. We'll put a black. I mean, hide your red hair. We'll put a black wig on you. Right. And then we're gonna send you out into the world. And he sees someone's hover cars on fire and blows it out with his super breast. And then he sees a cute Dorth girl walking by, and he's like, "Gosh, this is just like when Mon Lang wouldn't leave Superboy alone." And he's like, "Oh, I bet you're wondering about that." And she's like, "I honestly couldn't care less. Goodbye." Right. And then you find out that. Uh, that there is a terrible tyrannical rule uh, in Dorth and that Jimmy Olsen is uh, that he ha- he has to help democracy. So then he uh, he then goes uh, he, he goes to look for and then the, the guy is like, I can sucker this guy into anything. So he then gets him uh, some diamonds, which uh, he's like, no, these are gross. Like, no, everybody's got these. And he finds some gold and he's like, hey, this is uh, cheap stuff and uh jimmy says uh what what is valuable and they're like salt um okay then salt so um then what happens is uh jimmy figures it all out because he uses his telescopic vision and super hearing right so he finds out that it is actually a democracy and that this guy is uh trying to take over trying to take over and uh the guy says i gotcha he takes out a kryptonite jimmy's like i guess so and he's like that won't work on me so he then puts him in uh in his in his hover car and then does the famous airplane spin as featured in the last issue of superman so then uh it's the end of the third day finally everybody thinks that he's uh he is a hero and then he comes back he lands on earth and uh he tells superman or so he's like hey i was on dorth and i had all these superpowers and jim and uh Superman was like, like wasn't I, that like me being Superboy? And he was like, no, no, exactly. So then that was the end. A lot of these are not really ending well. No, they're not. And then we have uh, the one and only uh, full page ad. The one and only Superman is still America's talk, most talked about comics magazine and TV character. Then why do you have to tell us? Where we have on sale at all newsstands, world's finest, Superman, Jimmy Olsen, and Action Comics. All newsstands or just most newsstands? All newsstands. At this time, that's where that's where you got your comic books. You got them at newsstands. Mm-hmm. Suppose, I guess you could still get them there today, but you know nobody knows where newsstands are. So They're then, somewhere. then there is a story about Babe Ruth's greatest home run, which is his called shot. Have you ever heard about this one? No, I don't follow sports. So Babe Ruth is uh, he's he was a great hitter. I am aware that Babe Ruth was a person who played baseball, and so uh, he was in the World Series against the Cubs, and he threw one pitch. They threw one pitch, strike, strike two. They, he was he didn't even swing at him, like, and they thought that he, they got him. He, they, and then so he just stopped and like everybody from the Chicago bench was just giving him the business. But did he play for Chicago? No, he played for the New York Yankees. Okay. So they were they were razzing him. They were mocking him. They were heckling him. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to the um, the Chicago uh, dugout and he points at the center field fence. 
as if to say, that's where I'm putting it. And then he does that. He put it there. And it has not happened since. Nothing like that has ever happened since. And there has been really no, perhaps no greater feat in baseball, except perhaps by that guy who, no, that guy who pitched an entire no hitter while he was on acid. Rubaldell did that twice. No. (laughs) But that's because he was promised a fishing trip. So, okay. (laughs) So that is the story. That is the only sports story I know is basically just Rubaldell. So then they have a, let's name it. Which is some kind of word jumble. All of these words start with the letter P. Let's name all of them. A small dog is a Pekingese. That's a pyramid. There's a porcupine. There's a pumpkin. There's a parasol. There's a parrot. There's a petunia. There's... Shh, you're giving away all the answers to the people. We put these things online. The answers are upside down at the bottom of the page. Shh. It's not that hard. Okay, so we're moving on to the last story. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. In Metropolis, young Jimmy Olsen has always had many friends, including the renowned Superman. But all of this changes one day in an uncanny fashion for the star cub reporter of the Daily Planet. You'll be spellbound by the fantastic web of mystery that ensnares the red-headed youngster on the day there was no Jimmy Olsen. And uh, we see Superman fly Flying away, and he says, Jimmy Olsen, never heard the name in my life before, lad. And uh, Jimmy says, oh, even Superman refuses to identify me. If, I, if I'm if i not Jimmy Olsen, then who am I? Uh, wh- why doesn't anybody recognize me? You're in the future. No, you're not. So uh, Jimmy was on vacation, returns from vacation, says hey to everybody. And then Lois like, looks at him and is like, I don't. Who are you and why are you in my office? Right. So like everybody goes, I, you know, sees Clark. Clark doesn't know who he is. Sees Perry White. Perry White's like, kid house. He's like, I'm your cub reporter. And uh, they're like, Jimmy's no, like, not. he's like, and then Perry White's like, you're not my cub reporter. Terry's my cub reporter. That's right. Terry Atkins, cub reporter. And so he's like, all I right, hired well. I him because his first name rhymes with my first name. And then he'll be like, I am going to go. He's like, he, so he decides that he's going to try to find like his bylines because, you know, he's got lots of, he's written tons of articles. But he can't find any. That would have taken a lot of time. But um, then Perry's like, look, I don't know who you are. But and you need to leave. You have to leave. So then he then goes to his apartment. And in his apartment. Locks it, And he knocks on the door and there's like a dude he's like, who. Why are you trying to get in the house? Right. He's like, I don't. What? And he's like, hey, I got this super souvenir collection. And the guy's like, no, I have animals here. Is and then, of course, legal? I don't know. And so then he's like, I'll find Superman. And he's so he hits there, his. He hits his uh he hits his thing his uh his his signaler and Superman doesn't show up. Nothing happens. But he decide he's like, oh look, look at this. Well, Superman's gonna be at this uh circus. this circus for charity, I'm sure. And so he's at he goes to the stadium and he sees Superman and uh, Superman's like lifting up three elephants and he's and like, I won't, like I won't, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. And instead of being a sane person and waiting for the show to be over to, in- to engage in regular conversation, he decides he what I need to do. Right? Do you see in. what the name of the human cannonball is? Wizzo. Where did we hear this name before in the uh, in the issue? The magician. So the magician apparently doubles as a human cannonball when he's not. Why shouldn't he? While he's not locking people up, um, he he then um shoots himself out of a cannon, and then Superman's like, "What are you doing? Who he's, are you? What are you doing? Like, what are you trying to ruin my show?" And Jimmy's like, it's me, it's me. And once again, nobody, he doesn't recognize. And so and he's like, see the signal watch, it works. And he's like, I don't hear anything. Go away. So then uh, across the corner, uh, around the corner, we see 
Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. And he's like, I, I feel bad for Jimmy. Like, I can't. I wish I could tell him, but, but I, can't. I can't. He has to figure it out on his own. Right. So he, th- so Jimmy's like, I'll prove who I am. I'm going to reach into my pocket and grab my ID. And But before he can do that, some strange man who looks a lot like Clark Kent wearing a fedora bumps into him and, and switches and out. And super his picks wallet. his pocket. He becomes a super pickpocket. And he's like, hey, I'm not. This isn't what? So uh, then Superman, then you find out what the deal is. Can I say something? Sure. No, it seems to be working for him. No, glasses and a fedora are not two different disguises. Look, nobody... He also doesn't look at Jimmy, by the way. He looks away from Jimmy as he bumps into him so that he doesn't get recognized. So, um, basically, what you find out is uh, there is a some kind of test. They want to see how dogged uh, Jimmy is going to be because they want him to be a foreign correspondent. For a fancy schmancy top secret, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and his, uh, his, his ID was uh, for a guy named Henry Kolb. And uh, he's like, I'm not Jimmy Olsen. Like, I don't, I must be, ah, ooh, hey, what? And so... So he's like, no, I, ooh, 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 ooh. Idea, and he, and idea. he figures out that, he figures out that, um. I've had an original thought. He's like, oh, I, ooh, ah, hey, that, wait, there's a pro, ooh, ooh. And he remembers something that actually, you know, shows them that, uh, he's, that they're all just kind of, uh, messing, messing with him. And he's like, all right, I know exactly how to prove myself. So he then says. He, he seeks out a criminal gang who's just gotten out of jail and starts harassing them. Right. He's like, hey, you guys know who I am, right? They're like. You're the guy who put us in jail. You're going to die now. Right. And so. That um, was not the smartest move. So as they're roughing up Jimmy Olsen. I mean, it's it's almost a good idea. But he just fell just short. Exactly. Of having an intelligent idea. Exactly. So he's like, what? What? And then he's like, oh, right. These guys hate me. They're criminals. Help, Superman! They're probably going to beat me to death. So then uh, as these, of course, as they're about to uh, beat the hell out of Jimmy Olsen, Superman shows up and uh, he's like, ha, I knew you'd save me. You know who I am. And You're he's a like, liar. So then he explains everything to uh, to to Jimmy Ol- to, to Jimmy and Jimmy's like, oh, OK. So basically like he had till sundown to figure out what they were doing or else he wasn't going to get this job that he didn't know about. Right. And so then you find out that Jimmy Olsen has now become a foreign correspondent. And that will be in the next issue. That's right. See the next issue of this magazine for the thrilling international adventures of Jimmy Olsen, foreign correspondent. So according to the scenery, he's going to be in France. It seems that way. Or the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's not true. And also not open to you this time. So uh, then we have Little Pete. Little Pete takes his TV and he's like, hmm, let me see what's good. And then he fi- his dad comes down. So he down. takes it up to his bedroom and then he goes into the refrigerator and gets like a full meal of food, puts it on a tray, takes it back to his bedroom. And then he's in the living room and his dad's like, you got all terrible grades on your report card. Go to your room. You're not having any dinner. Well, he goes up to his room and he watches TV and eats his food. Wah, wah. A uh, hundred toy soldiers. For dollar twenty-five uh, in a Foot Locker. In a Foot Locker, which is not shaped like a foot at all. Um, and then stamps. More stamps. And then Yogi Berra, uh, tells us to all buy Cloverine Salve. Cloverine Salve. And now, also, the, and then finally, we have our gun, Daisy Air Rifle. The obligatory air rifle. So, um, you know, so that's nothing really new in these ads. Um, so that's issue 25 of yeah. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. 
the contest. The contents. I am actually going to extend the deadline of the contest to the 28th. So I take it that no one has entered. A couple people have entered. Oh. I've actually had a couple of... I'm going to have to sew a bow tie now. A couple of entered. A couple of people have entered. But um, Thank you for forcing me to sew a bow tie. But now... That is genuine. Um, I'm going to extend it to the end of the thing, and I'm also going to post... I'm going to post the rules on uh, our on the social media on on our 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 websites. So um so then so thank you for entering. Yes, to those who have entered, thank you for entering. For those who have yet to enter, thank Sep- you for entering. Um um, and to my uncle Michael, sorry, you can't sorry, enter. you still can't do it. Um, that okay, it's not my fault. So once again, uh, if you have a moment, if you could rate us on the iTunes, that would be lovely. Um, we are and subscribe to us on whatever podcast mechanism mechanism you used by to get our in, in which you get your podcasts. I do not judge. Yes, that was a sentence. Um, and until then, um, I am Gary Rowland. I'm Ella Plum Rowland. And uh, do you have anything that you want to say? Support your local roller derby okay. as always. Okay, and uh, that's it. So. So, uh, um, uh, uh, Superman away! Away!